everyone. Welcome to episode number 46 of the Runners of Hue podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Odie. Today's guest is Regina Massengill, and boy does this episode have something for everyone. Regina loves to run. She got her start in 2013, quickly ran her first marathon, ventured into Ironman races, and is now also a master of trail racing. Listen in as we talk about how she got started, how the pandemic led her to chasing FKTs, and what exactly it was like to run two marathons and a 133 FKT over three consecutive weekends. I still can't believe all the stories Regina told me this week. She's crazy and amazing and such a talented runner. So without further ado, I hope you all enjoyed this episode. Regina, thank you so much for being here with me tonight. Uh, Why don't we jump right in? Please tell everybody who you are, what you do, and where in the Houston area you live. Thanks, Vicki, for having me on tonight. Um, my name is Regina Massengill. I live in the Energy Corridor in West Houston, and I am a natural gas transportation rep for a major oil company. Okay. So where did you grow up? Are you from Houston, or did you move here later? I moved here as an adult after college. Um, I was actually born in the a very small town called Far. Uh, it's close to Brownsville in South, South, South Texas. Um, Grew up mostly in East Texas, Northeast Texas. I'm learning to say Northeast um, around like Tyler and Longview area, but moved to Houston right out of college. Um, Got a good job, you know, all that jazz. Okay. So did you grow up running or playing sports? I had a few years playing basketball in elementary and middle school. Um, that was about it as far as sports went. I think there was a, a track competition in maybe fifth grade, but (laughs) (laughs) that was, that was about the extent of my, uh, my, my sports in, in school. Okay. Well then, so what led you to running? How did you get started? Um, it was actually here in Houston. Um, a coworker got me and another lady at work to start kind of going for a walk in the morning before work. And, you know, she was, she was very, she was very pushy. I mean, not in a bad way at all, but she, she was very encouraging of us to, to run a little bit here and there. So we'd start running a little bit. Um, she actually got me to do the MS 150. Um, so I got into biking before I got into running. Okay. Um, she was, a stuck with it. And I guess eventually led to more running on my part. Well, I mean, quite frankly, it looks like you do anything endurance related, um, but we will get to that shortly. So (laughs) if you've listened to me at all, you know that I will stalk you on athletics. And so I know that you first, you ran a couple races in 2013, 10K, 25K, the 12K of Christmas. And then bam, January, 2014, you ran the Houston Marathon. (laughs) Yeah. So... How did you go from like walking a little bit before work to running a handful of races? And a 25K is like nothing to style chat, but like then you do a marathon, like yeah. you do a half marathon, 25K I, marathon. I didn't. <laughs> so back in 2012, 2013, Chevron was lottery. Mm-hmm. And so you applied and maybe you got it, maybe you didn't. And I'd done a 5K, 10K here 
here and there. And I was like, maybe I'll, I wouldn't do a half marathon. So let's do the Chevron, the Aramco half marathon. So I signed up and I didn't get in. And then I signed up the next year and I didn't get in. So by 2013, registering for the 2014 marathon, I'm just like, screw it. Let's just go all in. I might not ever do this again. I'm going to do this once and I'm, you know, get my marathon in and be one and done. And, you know, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> so that's how I went to full marathon from 10K. <laughs> Famous last words. Exactly. So what do you remember about your first marathon? Did you train for it? Did you follow a training program? Did you fly by the city of Yeah, I trained pretty much alone. Um, got an online training program, you know, do the standard whatever th- long run on the weekend, mm-hmm. like three easy runs during the week. And I tried to stick with it for the most part. Um, I got my long runs in every weekend, um, but that was about it. Um, I was not fast by any means. Well, not that I really knew what fast was or was not. Um, I thought I was doing pretty good. Um, and yeah, managed to eke out a, a full marathon in 2014. Um, I did learn that it's probably not a good idea to donate blood a couple weeks before you, your first marathon. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, I managed to finish. You did. And then you quickly did another one. Now I did not look up the Tyler Rose marathon, but what can you tell me about that race? So being from Northeast Texas, you know, my parents still live up there in the area. And so I kind of found this Tyler Rose Marathon in, in Tyler, Texas, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just thought it'd be a fun, I could stay with my parents, um, do the race kind of on home turf. Mm-hmm. So I went and did that. It was a fun race. I mean, it wasn't huge um it was pretty small especially the marathon I mean you kind of they kind of send you out of town and you're kind of out there on your own because there are so few other people doing it Mm -hmm. so it was a little bit more mental than Chevron but uh it was still fun and it was a hilly course is the the town is is pretty and they send you through downtown and it's you know it's just pleasant it was a pleasant run okay so then in between Houston and Tyler like Did you do anything differently in your training? Did you just run more? Because you're saying it's a hilly course. Houston obviously is not. And you cut 50 minutes off your time. (laughs) Yeah, I don't remember doing anything different. (laughs) (laughs) That fun. I think I just, I was, I guess I was just building those runner legs and and getting more familiar with what I was capable with, capable of. Well, right. Because now 2015, I guess. Well, clearly after running Tyler, you were not one and done with the marathon. And if anybody who has followed you at all knows that you've now gone much, much further than that. Um, but you just, did you just immediately fall in love and you're like, okay, I'm going to keep doing these. Yeah. I think with that five hour, 20 minute Chevron time, the first time, I, you know, I was like, y- you finish and you're not happy with your time. So you're like, <laughs> I got to do better. And we had so, so, and then, you know, and then you catch the bug and you, you just keep going and it becomes a, you know, it becomes habit to train. It becomes, you know, just part of your life. And I found it, I, I really enjoyed it. So just kept going and, and, and escalating <laughs> clearly. <laughs> just a tad. 
Well, so then you do you sign up for Houston again in 2015. Mm-hmm. This time it looks like you ran most of the warm-up series. You did the 25K and the 30K. Um, and then you get to the race. Again, are you still kind of in the same zone for training? Are you running alone at that point still and only really doing long runs on weekends? Pretty much. Um, I wasn't, I'm not a super, so I'm not a, I'm not, I'm social, but I'm not well, an extrovert. So. Five minutes off your time. I did. I was, yeah, I was, I remember being super happy about that time. It wasn't quite four hours, but I never thought I would get to four hours. So 406 was definitely like yeah. in there. Yeah. Especially like running on your own. Those are my dogs. Um, I, I've never, well, I've only run one marathon now at this point, but I don't think I could have trained for it. Had I done all, I mean, you know, most people run alone during the week, but if I had had to do my run long runs alone, hard pass, I probably wouldn't have done them. I'd be like, I don't feel like it. Or, Oh, I'm 13 miles into this 20. That's enough. Enough. Yeah. I, I, I'll admit on my long runs, I do like, if I'm alone, I enjoy running alone. Um, I think it has its value, but I do tend to kind of, I enjoy the shorter stuff alone during (laughs) the week. I'm fine. Yeah. See, those are a lot easier. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. Stay focused. (laughs) Maybe the most, I think the most I did alone was 10 during the week. Anyway. Um, so now so you run houston again cut more time off now you've done 406 back to tyler looks like you so did you just like that because it's your hometown looks like you've gone back quite a few times i went back a few times um it's it's a dead race now so i can't go back anymore but But like that happened to a lot of people i did i did really enjoy it while i was around so 2016 again you run another 406. Yeah. I I think the second time around, I actually had like a, I think that was the year I had a one second negative split on my, like the first half. Okay. Of the second. It was so consistent on that race that like my husband and my parents, like people who are watching me were like, you came in exactly where the app said you were going to come in. <laughs> like, Usually I have to explain to people like, no, no. Just because that arrow says I'm at mile 11, like there's only markers every 5K. You can't trust that. Yeah. Because I don't come in that accurately. Normally I don't either. But that race, that race, I think it was that one that was just super consistent. I just had the same pace the entire time, which was interesting. Okay. So you've already mentioned that you started cycling before you started running. Mm-hmm. 2016 was the year you decided to do Ironman Texas. Yeah. Where did that come from? Was it just you were like, all right, well, I like to cycle and I like to run. So let's do both plus swim. It really kind of was. Um, I was still active cycling. I'd done a few MS 150s, uh-huh. um, obviously running a lot. And it's like, you know what? I know how to swim. I can get my butt back in the pool and like try to figure this out again and do some tries um I did a couple of sprints in 2015 I think and then you know the the goal was kind of like Chevron the first time I was like you know what I think like I've seen other people do this 
I can do a half Ironman. I'm never going to do a full Ironman. Like that's just too much, but I can do a half maybe. <laughs> so, Is that never say never again? I know. Um, well, so what did you, so I've never done any try sprint, Ironman, half, whatever. So now you finished the marathon and now you're going to do this 70.3 race. So did you, I mean, I could maybe speak the terms. Like, did you do brick workouts where you were doing doubles or were you just kind of like, I'm going to do it however I can to get there? Yeah, I, again, I actually loaded a plan for, okay. for that and tried to stick to it pretty well. It's, it's, it's the training is so intense because you have these three different disciplines now that you have to train for. And right. Trying to get all of those in in one week. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of days where there were, two workouts, you know, in a single day. And I I'd try to do like maybe the swim with the run or, you know, not the bike usually during the week was on its own day because it just takes so much time. Uh-huh. Um, but the, the running can take a little, you know, it's a little bit easier to work in. Um, and then the swimming is you have to find a pool and the weather has to be decent. I don't like getting in the pool when it's cold outside, but no. um, you know, we made it work. Well, yeah. So, I mean, what was that like? What was your first Ironman experience? Uh, It was, I had a lot of ups and downs. Um, So I did it, you know, did Galveston. Um, The water can be kind of choppy. Okay. Um, And I'm not a very strong swimmer. Um, Well, definitely wasn't at the time. Um, It literally became for me just a, like, just, it was very mental for me trying to get through that. Um, and not as like, I just kept telling myself, do not, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to pull out. I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to quit. Just make it to the next buoy. And I literally, literally just did it one buoy at a time and managed to make it, you know, finish my swim, got out. I was so relieved. I was so happy. It's like, once the swim was done, I knew, I knew we were golden for the day. Um, the bike ride was, you know, it, it's Galveston. So you're going to have a headwind one direction or the other. So you go out with, I think we went out with a tailwind, came back with a headwind. It was typical, typical, of this, you know, part of the state. Um, and then the run, I think I PR'd my standalone half marathon time. Uh, on really? But I never do have, I never did half marathons at the time. So like I only had like one, so well, I was going to say, and I may have just not written it down, but based on my notes, like I have a half that you did after that, but I'm not, I didn't write down a half from before that. From before that, I think I didn't really, I might've had one, okay. but yeah. So I was, I was super happy. I did really well with the run um, because that, that was my, that's my strong part, but well, yeah. And then, and then obviously I cut the bug there too and did a full later on. So you did not there yet. So, but this is, I mean, obviously this is where you start ramping up because this is 2016. And then in 2016, later that year, you did the Habanero 100. Yeah. So was um, that, now that's trail too, right? Cause I am very not aware. That was a trail run. Speaking. I only did the 50 K there. Uh, okay. They only, um, that was my first 50 K. I signed up for it two weeks before. Oh happened on a whim <laughs> it's like oh why you know why not try this out we'll see what a 50k is like no people are crazy that is i mean yeah you just had a, a like the okay 
that's where the I think that's kind of where the things started shifting for me I started signing up for more stuff on a whim versus like actually thinking about things a lot and (laughs) training program hey go with what works because it's clearly working for you if that's how you're still doing it (laughs) um so that was your first trail though right yes it was it was really, I mean, it was in August. It's not called Habanero for no reason. Um, it started at noon. Um, Why do they It do was that? very hot. <laughs> but it was just kind of a, just enjoy it. I mean, you know, you're going to go slow and just kind of enjoy it. And like, I really, that being my first trail experience, I really, and in every race since then on the trail, like, the, the atmosphere is so different. Um, road races people are nervous and they're worried about their time and triathlon is just I mean it's just like you can the the air is just like soaked with anxiety from everyone like but in a trail run like nobody cares you know you can talk to anybody out there anyone will talk to you if you like stumble you know you'll have 10 people there trying to help you up I mean it's just such a casual fun welcoming uh, culture Mm -hmm. Um, I just fell in love with it so, okay. So that's your first trail. You're out there for six and a half hours. You signed mm-hmm. up. That was the one you signed up on a whim two weeks out. So like, did you do anything to specifically prepare for this? Or you just kind of like, all right, let's go. No, no just went. <laughs> did you have the correct gear? Um, I mean, I don't remember. <laughs> I think I had a vest that I'd bought um, at one of those REI garage sales. I don't remember if I actually had trail shoes or not. Um, okay. To be honest, Habanero is that like it's at a it's at a um, equestrian ranch. Um, the trail is not very technical, so you really don't need trail shoes. Okay. But I, I think I did have a vest at least to carry some water in. <laughs> and so you, now you've done your first trail race, and you're hooked on that too yeah so first you were hooked on marathons which you still are mm-hmm. then you were hooked on iron man which you're still doing so i'm not gonna say you're not hooked on those either but maybe less so yeah they're less of a they just take so much time to train for that i yeah that's something you can't really do on a whim right yeah and you, I, mean, I, I would hope you favorite. give yourself at least a month's notice <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean for a full or something yeah, i would definitely um give myself probably at least two months. <laughs> okay. Good to know. Um, so headed into 2017, Houston is calling again. Yeah. Now, so somewhere in there, I remember, I vaguely remember when Houston went non lottery. So, but you still usually have to sign up for it more than two months in advance. So you knew that one was coming. Yeah. Um, I've, yeah, like once I did the first one, I just kept signing up. Um, I think 14 or I think fifth, maybe 15 was the first year where they dropped the lottery thing. So as long as you just signed up when it opened up. Right. I know I should know this, but I, I don't. <laughs> I it's, it's, There's a mental block on that. There's, there, there are things worth remembering and things. Oh, well, no. uh, <laughs> I, w- I was the one sending out the emails saying registration is open. <laughs> 
Oh. <laughs> um, but when it first, when it did first go off lottery, you were still having to sign up relatively early. And now this year, I know that it didn't sell out until I think November sometime. Um, yeah. But so again, now it's, it's Houston, you're running another full marathon. Is it still, has your training changed at all? Are you running with people yet? Um, I've, yeah, that's probably about the time I started going to one of the so- local social run clubs. There's one over here at city center, mm-hmm. um, started showing up to that. The group was kind of small. Um, it actually dwindled quite a bit for a couple of years there. It's, it's much bigger now, but um, yeah, join this, join the run club, kind of forced myself to kind of like go talk to people and run with other people. But it really, it did really kind of bring me, help me bring, come out of my shell a little bit, as well as, you know, help me push the pace a little bit here I'm, and there. I'm the same way. Like I have to force myself. Uh, now I really enjoy running with the Harriers, but before, like I had to force myself out of the house. Like if somebody I knew was leading a group, I'd be like, okay, I can go. But like venturing <laughs> out on my own alone, I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm just going to run yeah. over here. Yeah. That's so me. What do you remember about 2017? Because you broke four hours this year. I did. That was that was a big, big deal for me. <laughs> it's a big deal for anyone to break four hours. I don't remember a whole lot else about 2017. I know. That was my last uh, year with the marathon. I know the weather. I thought the weather was nice, but probably means it was a little warm for you. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I I know the last three years have been really well I guess say the last three years the last three live years have been uh-huh. really cold but right. before that I don't really remember it being particularly was that the year it rained there was one year it rained it might have been might have been 18. Um, yeah I don't think it was 17 I know it poured in 13 but you weren't at that one. Oh, it was my first one. Oof. <laughs> oh it was horrible I think that was the year it's my first year and it was like 80 degrees for the 5k and then this cold front came through at three o'clock in the morning with rain and it dropped to the 30s or 40s i mean when i tell you i had on an under armor parka (laughs) i think it was actually an under armor snowboarding jacket uh which is still in my closet but it's great if if it worked (laughs) um so you ran you so you run you run 354 Mm -hmm. um do you remember anything being different about that race for you? Not particularly. Um, I think it was just just progressively getting better and more con- gaining a lot more confidence. Okay. Um, yeah, maybe running with the group had kind of started helping at that point. Um, it, it was just getting easier, and I was being getting more like more familiar with the course, more familiar with what I feel like and what mm-hmm. to expect, and. Mm-hmm maybe getting my nutrition down a little bit better. Um, I don't remember ever having any kind of nutrition strategy or anything in the early years. It's just, you know, drink whatever Gatorade was on course, but. Oh, no food. Um, not, no, I mean, maybe a couple of gels, but. Well, they never really, I mean, you hear, I mean, and yes, the technology and everything is so more advanced than it was back then, but like nobody ever really made, I don't remember ever hearing about nutrition until the last couple of years. And now it's like, it's a huge yeah. deal. And it that was like I couldn't have run a marathon with without any kind of nutrition, but right. 
yeah it's like it's thankfully uh, it has gained a lot more attention recently like I feel like it has um, oh it's definitely sure. gained more attention in my life um mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you eat right you do well you pay more attention to nutrition uh but talk to me about the San Felipe shootout what is that it looked like you ran that's, three races in one day I did um that's a trail run um it's put on by trot or trail racing over Texas um it's at um, it's, it's in uh, Stephen F. Olson State Park down the down I ten, and they do they do three runs, and so you can do each one. You can do one, or you can do two, or you can do all of them. And they do they start out with a five k. You have an hour to do a five k, and then you have two hours, and then an, an hour later, like you have they do a ten k, and two hours after the ten k starts, the half marathon starts. So, I mean, if you want to do all three, you have to finish within that one hour, two hour, you know, I think the, they had a four hour limit for the half marathon. And, but so clearly as an overachiever, you decided to do all three. I mean, if you do all three, you get like <laughs> extra medals. <laughs> and of obviously course. you had to do it. <laughs> so, okay. But so what time of day did that start in? Uh, I think it starts at seven. So then you have so, to run the half marathon at like 11 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. In yeah, Texas. It, it, yeah. It, yeah. It, it starts getting warm. I remember, I remember it being warm and then, and then the breaks in between two, your legs kind of just kind of like, you know, yeah, just, they settle down. They're like, okay, we're done now. And then you're like, Oh no, maybe just we're not kidding. done now. <laughs> just kidding. Did this back to nutrition. I mean, did you like eat in between these races? Yes. Okay. We're taking some snacks. That's the other thing about trail runs. Um, if you've never done a trail run, you don't have aid stations every mile, mile and a half. Um, they'll have an aid station every maybe three or four miles. So you generally have to carry a water bottle or something. And, and they're usually cupless. So you have to carry a water bottle or something so that you can refill your bottle and carry it with you. They also have food at the aid stations though. And I don't I mean, mean, say you're not really eating gels and trail races. It's no, you're cause, cause your body can only handle so much. Of that right. Stuff. Oh yeah. You're out there way too long. So they'll have peanut butter, jelly sandwiches, crackers, chips, cookies, M&Ms. I mean, whatever you want to stuff your face with all, all the junk food is available. You know, that sounds like my kind of race, but I don't want to be out there for 26 hours. <laughs> that's a long time (laughs) start out small (laughs) yeah do 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 the san felipe 5k it was you know just a 5k just the 5k (laughs) (laughs) then i would feel like an underachiever while you go on to do the 10k and the half marathon Uh, but that still doesn't mean i want to do them (laughs) so aspen valley marathon yeah um this was the point where we started, um, or at least I did. Um, oh, we're going on vacation. Let's see if there's a race in the area. Um, we actually went, that was uh, my husband's big into off-roading. And we went to Colorado to meet up a, a group of his friends and do an off-roading, like an overland trip. Um, basically, you're, you're on trails and camping but you're, you're not running, you're, you're, you're driving your Jeep or we have a Jeep and at the tail, you know, so I'm looking for stuff in the area and found Aspen, Aspen Valley Marathon. I'm like, you know what? Hey, like, we weren't done when we're done. 
you know, we, we depart from your group of friends. Like, let's go do this, this marathon on the weekend. And it's my turn. Yeah. It, it's a net downhill. So, oh. so I got just my husband, Justin to sign up to, um, it, it is a net downhill. It, it flattens out in the last six miles, but the first 20 miles are just one of those long, slow, can't really tell you're going downhill that you are. <laughs> so it was, it was actually kind of got really warm. Um, but it was a lot of fun. It was gorgeous scenery. So. Next up, Franklin Mountain Trail. Now, was this a 50 miler or 50K? My note says 50K, but I feel like that's wrong because you did it in 10 hours and 33 minutes. Franklin Mountains was a 50K. Okay. Um, I had, yeah, I think that was the year I had two... I had two ultras that fall. I had Franklin Mountains, and then like a month later, I had Brazos Bend, and I did uh-huh. the there. Uh huh. Franklin Mountains has it's in El Paso. It's a state park, um, literally in the town. Um, it had in that fifty k, it had maybe like six or seven thousand feet of climbing. It was a lot. Uh huh. Um, again, this was one that we kind of tacked on, or I kind of tacked it on <laughs> to the end of our. Uh, we spent a week in Big Bend uh, for for our wedding anniversary. So I kind of like, oh, we're close-ish. Not really, but close-ish. It's all the way home, I swear. To a 50K. So that was a really hard race. Um, it starts out with a bunch of up and down in the trail. And then you climb up Franklin Mountain. And that mountain is a beast. Uh-huh. Literally using my hands to get up some some sections oh wow um it was hard obviously 50k took me nearly 11 hours Uh so but that was a long day um (laughs) and then happy anniversary honey yeah and uh, yeah justin (laughs) he's he puts up with a lot um (laughs) he volunteered so thankfully he had something to do while he was waiting on me all day but (laughs) perfect yeah well so then you just said Less than an, or roughly a month later, you go and do the Brazos Bend 50 miler uh, in roughly the same time. So obviously yeah. not as mountainous. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. Brazos Bend is like right down the road. Brazos Bend running there is like running Memorial Park. It's, oh, okay. it's, it's flat as a pancake. Um, just don't trip over the alligators and you'll be fine. Um, oh, dear God. So that was my first 50 miler. Um, it, it was three 16 mile loops. Um, yeah, I did it in almost the same time it took me to do the 50K in Franklin's. Um, that said, I enjoyed the Franklin's a lot more. I think oh, that Brazos okay. Bend to me was beyond boring. Oh, yeah. That's got to get old for 10 hours. <laughs> yeah, it, it was just... I was like, like, I like oh. Memorial Park, but no. Yeah, <laughs> you wouldn't want to do it for 10, 10 or 11 hours. Mm-mm. Yeah, like, to me, that got mental. Um, <laughs> and... I kind of told myself never again I'll go back someday and I might do a marathon there or a half marathon but I don't really want to do the 50 miler or the 100 <laughs> makes sense scenic places only for races that long mm-hmm. makes a difference so we're back to everybody's favorite race the 2018 Houston marathon yeah you drop your time again your time it yeah I think 2018 was the year it rained at the very end. I think it was too. 
Nobody likes her. I was almost done. I'm crossing under under 45 and it just it just starts pouring. (laughs) I know what I felt like at right at that point of the race, and I might have stopped under 45. (laughs) Yeah. I, I I remember having some some pro like that was not an easy one I think already and then it started raining and I remember running I was maybe like less than a mile out and some guy just like comes trotting past and hit with no shoes on oh <laughs> I stop like, I'm like no go away <laughs> I hate <Go> that away. <laughs> I got passed by somebody once wearing sandals, like Jesus sandals. I'm like, oh, come on. Yeah. It's like, come on, man. <laughs> Barefoot might have, yeah. I, mm. Like, why? And for, for a minute, I thought maybe he just lost his shoes. It's like, I'm pretty sure he probably just <laughs> his shoes on. It's like, <laughs> How do you think that that's, he wasn't winning the race. So I think if one of his shoes would have come off, he probably would have went back for it. Probably. <laughs> Even if they were winning the race, I'm not sure that that would happen these days. Uh, maybe on the track, not so much a marathon. Yeah, not on a marathon. <laughs> well, I mean, you decide to do Ironman Texas again. So clearly that training starts back up at this point. Yeah, I think that was the year I kind of signed up on a whim. <laughs> you said you were through <laughs> these races. <laughs> maybe three weeks ahead. Um I heard that Galveston is, is kind of a, become for me like a thorn. It's, it's, I don't know. It's it, it, there's been some difficult years. I think this was the year that the weather forecast looked good. And I actually had like the Friday night, I think I had two nights booked. Okay. So I was going to be down there and spend some time in Galveston. So go down like pack all my stuff, go down there, have a whole day to like hang out in Galveston and the weather forecast changes colder and all of a sudden now like I it's going to be like 40s and drizzling where before it's going to be like 50s it's like I'm not ready for this I don't have gloves I don't have a jacket I just have like my my, my race kit <laughs> so I remember going back up 45 I didn't go home but I went to like a like an academy or something okay. bought some gloves and jacket stuff um I remember that morning I remember like finishing the swim. Swim was no big deal. Before I got on the bike, I was stuffing like plastic bags and stuff up my up my shirt oh, just to swim. And the ride, you know, I muddled through. It was horrible. It was so cold. Like, I mean, it's really hard to get warm on a bike when you're just when it's cold and drizzling and like you've got the wind in your face. It's just it's just awful. Uh-huh. So finish that. Get on the run, like it's running weather at least. So we've got that going for us. Um, I got the run is three loops um, down there when you do Texas. I got, I've passed the second loop and I realized I still had plastic bags stuffed up my shirt. (laughs) Well, I guess I could take these out now. (laughs) I don't need them anymore. (laughs) yeah I just remember that one being so cold it was one of those like you finish and it was I was just so cold even even after running like you just throw all your stuff in the car and just go home like I had planned to like celebrate and hang out in Galveston for the afternoon I was like no I'm just I just want to go home and you know well but it, up I board. mean it was colder you sounds like possibly didn't love it so much but you still dropped like 32 minutes off your time from the last time you had done it in 2016 yeah 
I perform well in cold. Um, you don't like it. Doesn't mean I always like it. I can agree with that statement. Nobody wants to be cold. No. I certainly don't. I mean, I don't want it to be hot, but like this yeah. year for Houston, I think was a little too cold for me. Really? I it, I I didn't warm up for like seven miles. That's yeah, it it was windy. I didn't. Yes. Yeah, I was. Yeah, had trouble with that. So, all right. Well, so you run Texas, and now we've hit your first Ironman. Oh yeah, right? yeah. Older. Yeah. So, please tell me you gave yourself more than four weeks training for this. Oh yeah, I started training for that one in February. Okay. Um, I did not want to do Ironman Texas. Um, I love I love the local race. I love doing the local things. But the idea of sitting on a bike for seven hours on the Hardy Toll Road is just not my jam. And swimming in the Woodlands water is also just not not feeling it. So yeah. <laughs> if I'm going to do something for that long, I like, you know, I like to do it somewhere where it's going to be scenic. So, yeah, I picked Boulder because I, I knew I liked Boulder. Who doesn't and like Boulder? put the training program together and, you know, stuck to it pretty well. I think I had a few little races here and there that were strategic, kind of like they just, they fit the training program, kind of mm-hmm. like Ironman Texas okay. or the Galveston um, kind of fit in this good, good practice. Um, it was really hot that year, actually in Boulder. Um, yeah. The, the water was, thankfully the water was wetsuit legal, um, but it was like, low 70s so it's comfortable for me um bike ride got hot they weren't prepared like i (laughs) the water they they had plenty of drinks but they couldn't like they didn't have enough the resources to keep the drinks cold so on the bike ride we were drinking i was drinking hot orange gatorade um i still have a problem with orange flavored stuff (laughs) because of that (laughs) um we started the run it was it was in the low 90s um in boulder in boulder people were not doing well um thankfully being from houston i had a little bit of advantage i guess um the race people they they did come in and like they were handing stuff out like ice or they'd give you like a sock with ice in it um a lot of people would drop that stuff as soon as the ice melted i kind of hung on to it because i knew i could get more ice in it Um, right uh, thankfully only a few miles were exposed to the sun once you got in town it was very pleasant okay um, mostly shaded the bike ride on that one was difficult but it was scenery wise it was fabulous I mean you're passing these little farms in the countryside and there's little, little little prairie dogs chirping at you and there was one property that had llamas um there was another one that had a pig i don't remember the pig's name the pig everyone on the court like all the athletes knew like i guess the piggy had a reputation because the athletes had had a name for the pigs all right cool (laughs) but it it was it was a lot of fun i really loved it was hard it was a long day but i really enjoyed that race is it one you would do again provided there was better weather yes definitely even in spite of the altitude and all the extra things I had to do to kind of account for that. Like, I just, I love the scenery. I loved, yeah, it was, it was great. It was a lot of fun. I would definitely do that one again. 
um, you finally run another half marathon. Now I'm saying finally, but I'm sure there were some, I didn't write them all down, but you run the October Houston half for the first time this year. Yeah. <laughs> um, which I like that race. I do too. Um, I think it's, the weather's not always horrible. Actually, this year was beautiful, which was you can great. attest to because you ran your PR there this year, but we're jumping too far ahead and I'll get there in a minute. Okay. Um, but so 2019 and you're back to the Houston Marathon. Yeah. Cut another seven minutes off your time. I was starting to try to maybe think about maybe I could Boston qualify someday at this point. Okay. Um, still had some work to do go, but you know, like let's push it a little bit. Let's see what's see what I can do. So at this moment, not back then, but right now, what do you need to BQ? 335. Okay. And so back then you probably needed like a 330 right yeah five um minute. no back then i needed 340 because they oh, cause they took five minutes off gotcha. yeah oh. although i don't know what age group i was in <laughs> it's too late <laughs> day for math <laughs> <laughs> math is my best subject but at eight o'clock at night i'm like yeah we'll uh, talk about later like i'll think about that later exactly <laughs> so you run a 347 you've started to think about boston yeah. um but then instead of running another marathon, well, you do the Katie half, but then you jump into Rocky Raccoon. Mm-hmm. And that was a 50K? Yeah, I think that was the 50. I think it was 50K. Yeah, that one's fun. It's Talk cold. To me though. Huh? It's always cold. <laughs> See, I would feel like that's good though, right? You don't want it to yeah. be Houston eight, yeah. like, there, how many weekends in December did we have where it was like 80? I was oh like, God. this is not this the training that I am appreciating right now for my first marathon. This is bullshit. Um, but so was Breckenridge another vacation? Not really. Uh, well, I mean, it was. We went to Breckenridge for that race. Um, okay. In 2019, I skipped that part. Yeah. <laughs> um, Houston Run Co actually so that race got bought by some some local folks who live here oh. who actually go to city center run club um so they 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 live they have a house up there and they they visit up there frequently so they bought the race um and they hired houston run co to to manage it that's awesome um, so we went up there um, my husband was working with for them at the time so we went up there to work the race or we went up there for him to work the race. <laughs> Thanks. But it was a lot of fun. I mean, uh, definitely different experience uh, running at, at whatever, eight, eight or 9,000 feet or whatever that was. Well, yeah, I was going to say, I've been to Breckenridge twice. Now, the first time was for Oktoberfest, but the second time was to ski. And like, altitude's no joke. And you ran a marathon. Yeah. I've done a 10K at altitude, and that was plenty. It's no joke. It definitely, I mean, yeah, I, I think I had like a four and a half marathon hour marathon. It was it was definitely uh had an impact on on my speed. <laughs> plus, plus all the plus all the hills. I think there were a lot of hills. I remember I remember correctly. Well, I mean, I would you're in the mountains. I would <laughs> <laughs> yeah, imagine just, there were a couple hills. Just just one or two. 
Oh, they're little. You know, it's only like 3,000 feet elevation change. It's fine. Um, okay, but so where in 2019 then did you decide to run or race your next Ironman? Um, in Louisville. In Louisville. Louisville wasn't exactly planned. Um, <laughs> Shocker. In 2019, Galveston Half Ironman got a cold front blew through and in the middle of the race thankfully i was already running a lot of people most people were running but i was two loops almost done with my second loop and and like all hell broke loose the sky fell out like it was it was hailing on us like we were plodding through angle deep water they pulled us off the course um my husband was again volunteering at that one at start finish and he said the timing clock fell it hangs on the on the start finish um over like over where people run under right it it fell off the wind was so bad like it was just everything got destroyed so the race got did they pull you off they pulled us off the course and they basically ended the race right so everyone got a discount for a future race and you got like $150 if you wanted to sign up for another half, or you got like $250 off a of full. I mean, take a bigger discount. And I'm like, you know what? Like, you're you're going to give me $250 off of a, you know, seven or $800 race. I mean, yeah, I'll take it. So, you know, I started looking at what the options were and, you know, I saw Louisville. Louisville has, you know, it looked like good scenery, it had a decent bike uh, route with, you know, like 4,500 feet of climbing. I'm like, let's do it. So that's how that got added. It's like, thankfully I had time to train for it. I had all summer. So um, the swim was supposed to be down downstream where you go upstream a little bit and then you shoot downstream for most of it. Okay. But there was um, too much algae in the water. Oh. So they actually canceled the swim and it just became a, a bike run. So oh, I didn't, I didn't even have to do the part that I didn't, that I don't really enjoy doing anyway. There you so. go. <laughs> um, so I, I, what time of year was that? When was Louisville? I didn't write that down. Uh, it was October. Okay. So now you have several months before you run Houston again. Yeah. And so did you like, did now that you have in your head that you're thinking about possibly qualifying for Boston, what did that do to your training? Did you like significantly change up the way you trained for it? Not, not a whole lot. I think I remember doing some extra speed work. Um, we had a corporate, I guess we still do, but we're, with COVID we're not meeting up, but like I kind of joined a little corporate group uh-huh. uh, that was meeting at the track every week. And it's not like, it was pretty low key, but still it was, it was track workout. So um, and, and a lot of them were way faster than me. So, you know, it gives me a rabbit to chase out there. Um, so that was, that was helping. And then, you know, just trying more focused stuff. I was kind of getting into more, you know, doing more social runs. Um, I think at this point in 2019, I had kind of started leading the city center group. Okay. Um, so it was definitely out there like every Monday and then you know maybe hitting up the occasional run here and there like kung fu or you know some of the other stuff Um, Uh running with the Houston Run Co guys here and there Uh having all that extra social stuff I think was really helping me to kind of like stay focused sometimes actually push the pace or you know have someone around me to 
make you go faster. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Well, so what do you remember about race day? I remember (laughs) it was really good until it wasn't. Um, I think I remember the wheels falling off a little bit at the end. I was struggling. Okay. Um, I'd never gone that fast that long before. And Okay, so we skipped the highlights. She finished in 3.34.38. So another, see, this is where I don't want to do math again, 13-minute PR, and now you're under 3.35. So was it that year at BQ? I realized it was 2020, but would that have qualified you for Boston? It qualified me to, well, it would have qualified me to apply. But not, you weren't enough in the... I wouldn't enough in the, like with the cushion, I wouldn't have gotten it. Um, Well, so, I mean, you say like you were struggling at the end, but when you crossed the finish line and saw the clock, I mean, that That was related. Yeah. (laughs) I just, I remember in the first half thinking, even up till I think Galleria area, I remember thinking I'm even going to have maybe like, I'm going to finish three 30. I'm going to have my cushion. Okay. And things just started like my, my, I remember my hamstrings just started getting really tight and I couldn't, I like, they, I just couldn't get them to move anymore. So I slowed down a little bit in the second, you know, those last few miles and like Scott Flass house got a picture of me just looking miserable. Oh, <laughs> I no, I like, know. Usually, oh, no. like, usually it's amazing to get a Scott Flat house photo. Yeah. Love picture, <laughs> like, but not oh, that man. kind. He, I was on the struggle bus, <laughs> but yeah, I was, su- I was still super happy. I remember eking out a little bit of a sprint at the end just to, to like try to get it under that that 335 um, and I was so happy I made it I think I had an extra ice cream sandwich in, in, in the in the GRB <laughs> nice oh man I didn't even go near the food this year although I'm I heard there might not have been any it wasn't great I mean they just gave you a bag and they still had the ice cream sandwiches which is okay. all I really care about anyway but yeah. yeah there was no like hot food line or anything like that I got you um well so Please tell me then that after Houston, your first 100K at Rocky was not on a two-week notice. Did you give yourself a little bit of time? No, I yeah, I'd signed up for that one well in advance. Okay. Um, yeah, and so yeah, I was dual training here to go long, and and then also still trying to train to like the Chevron was the bigger priority. Um, okay. And then once that was over, yeah, like two weeks later I did Rocky 100k my first 100k um that one felt really good actually like I obviously had been to that park before so I knew the course it was familiar I remember going out and like feeling good it, so it's it's two 25 mile loops or back then it was and, okay. and then a, and then a half marathon out and back and it felt really good on the first two loops and like surely I'm in the top like five women surely um for that when you're allowed to have a pacer for the last half marathon so my husband was going to pace me okay my husband was also volunteering that day and he was nowhere to be found when i finished because i finished so much so far ahead of where i was going to Uh (laughs) i i took off and told a friend i was like just have him come catch me if he wants to So he did, he, he managed to, and I picked him up around like maybe seven or eight miles to go. 
Oh, and I'm wow. like, do you know where I'm, where my standings are at all? He's like, you're definitely in the top. Like you're, you're like fourth or fifth, I think. So I finished and I'm third place. So I just got third female in my first hundred K. So I was so excited. That's awesome. So happy. <laughs> and then you started doing some half marathons, which yeah. you did Cowtown, but then you did Woodlands. And now we talked about, you don't run a lot of half marathons. Uh, you know, I've seen like 148, 157. You run Woodlands. I can't speak apparently anymore. The Woodlands in 136.45 fresh yeah. off a hundred K like you clearly I would imagine didn't do too much speed work after the hundred K no there wasn't really much of anything after the hundred K <laughs> and it was all the rest then it was it was a lot of ice cream and beer probably but <laughs> <laughs> perfect training food <laughs> uh we had a lot of friends doing it so I just hopped in um at this point my husband's timing race working for a timing company um they he worked cowtown so i went with him to cowtown and then he works woodlands every year now so um plus we had friends doing that one so yeah i just hopped in and did it and like i i don't remember i i don't know i had a lot of fun on that one i remember it being fun um yeah did great at it (laughs) that's fantastic but now we've reached march of 2020 yeah so what did the what did the pandemic do to your running? Like, you know, the world shuts down. We have to quarantine. There are no more races. It looks like you did seven virtual Ironman-ish races, but I don't understand what their virtual events looked like. They were, they were weird weekend things. Like you have the weekend to do oh, okay. these distances and they change the distances up between like sprint or olympic or half i okay it was kind of one of those things like it didn't do any didn't take any effort really to sign up and then if i was doing the distances anyway great if i didn't then whatever (laughs) um they weren't really a priority um they were just kind of a yeah fun distraction i for me the pandemic was really I really took off in it. Um, I really enjoy running for the sake of running and kind of exploring. And with no races, it, you know, I just had full reign to like go wherever, explore whatever. And, you know, I my my activity levels probably like skyrocketed. I mean, they were already pretty high. <laughs> they got higher. I was doing a random Olympic triathlon every tuesday like after work just because i could because what else is there to do why not go for a swim in the neighborhood pool and then go for a bike ride and run i mean this is stuff like that um did some virtuals did a i was supposed to i had wanted to do a 69 mile trail run so i did it virtually um (laughs) helped a friend do a 50 mile virtual in june um, did a bunch of random stuff. Um, the pandemic is really kind of what led me to the, the FKTs. Okay. Um, cause I had wanted to do a hundred miler in 2020 and then I couldn't do that. So I made my own. <laughs> 120 miler. Is that really what you just, I wanted to do a, a 100 miler. Oh, so. I was like, wait, 120. Did I miss a distance? <laughs> Well, I did do that a month ago, two months ago, but. (laughs) 
we're getting there in a minute. Um, which I mean, I'm going to jump around quite a bit because we've been on running for a while now and I don't want to keep you forever, but so yeah. real racing is returning. You do the woodlands marathon mm-hmm. and again, PR by two yeah. minutes this time, but a PR is a PR you run a three thirty two eleven. Clearly yeah. your training is working for you. That um, one, what do you that remember about that race? Um, that one was signed up on a whim. Um, I actually did a really small marathon called run to BQ in February, right before that. And I, as the name suggested, the purpose was to try to BQ. Uh-huh. Um, I ran a 319 on that one. Oh, I did not see that one. Which was huge, P, huge PR. Yeah. Um, I was elated. I, I went out there trying to do like 325 at best, at best. And ended up with 319. So, so excited. The weather was, again, cold. Um, the run of BQ was actually the morning of the winter storm. Um, oh, dear God. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was cold that day. <laughs> Wait, when it was already snowing? Uh, it hadn't, it, it rolled in that night. So oh, it hadn't started, okay. it hadn't started snowing yet. <laughs> it was like, wait, they were it still was, open? It was drizzling. <laughs> that storm was a disaster. Well, so your race was amazing. Did you survive the storm? Okay. Did you have any issues? Yeah. I mean, we lost power for what a week or so. Ooh, um, I was only out for like three days. That's good. Um, we have generator and okay. all that good stuff so two-story house so we we're upstairs where it's warmer <laughs> but it, yeah it wasn't bad so skipping some other things you run the houston half again in october did yeah. that race feel as amazing as it had in as the or as i'm sorry as the 2020 woodlands half did uh yeah it was it was had a lot of fun. I mean, that was kind of the the, the like the big return to to like fall. That's true. It was one of the big live racing. Yeah, I'm um, I was a I was a ambassador for for it. Okay, I was supposed to be ambassador for it in 2020, but it didn't happen. So <laughs> got ambassador for 2021. Nice. I like I'll just bring you back. It's fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then you went out to CIM. Yeah. So is the, were, were you in CIM specifically to chase a BQ? Um, I'd already BQ'd. Did that race count? The one that you did on the day of the winter storm? Yeah, it did. Oh, okay. Cause so, I, and so that. yeah, I got to, um, I might not have claimed it yet or it might be unclaimed or something. Who knows? Oh yeah. I did. Uh, yeah. So I, I did, I did Boston. Um, okay. Yeah. Ran 324 there. Had a lot of fun. It was a great experience. First major. You didn't claim Boston either. I missed that. <laughs> okay. It's like the worst day ever for me. All right. Well, then back the truck up and tell me okay. what Boston was like. Boston. Oh, my gosh. I've never done a world major before. I've done a lot of chevrons. Um, the spectator support, like, I don't put a whole lot of stock and spectator support i'm like okay cool it's there it's fun oh my gosh boston it's like it was non-stop it was like i i had i remember had i i don't wear sometimes i wear music sometimes i don't um i remember carrying it i never turned it on <laughs> like, i think i turned it off maybe for like five minutes like i didn't need it like 
there the crowds were amazing and like it was just a pretty course and oh I loved it I was on cloud nine the whole time it was like three and a half hours just it's like party oh that sounds like so much fun definitely if you ever get the chance to do it do it well so I I just ran my first marathon I did not BQ I was eight and a half minutes off of even just hitting the time I would need to qualify um and somebody has offered to pace me in a marathon to get me the time that I need but at a race in June and I'm just like I don't know if I'm ready to jump right back into marathon training because that was a lot that was it's the most running I've ever done in my life yeah it's a lot to ramp up I mean once you've gotten there it's easier to maintain but it's 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 still it's still a lot right well we're what 10 days past houston now and i've only run one time you however and we'll get there in one second have done significantly more than that since you just ran houston but before that back to cim yeah so went went there just to do cim with some friends okay Um, they were beautiful right i've never been out there either it was it was great uh it was overcast that morning that day um so we didn't have the sun beating down on us. Okay. S- small rolling hills, nothing major. Uh, the weather was like mid forties. It was perfect. It was a perfect running day. Um, it's the first time I'd ever run with someone else. I ran with a friend that entire one, that entire race. Um, he was, had an injury and he thought he was only going to do three forty. I was like, well, let's run it together. I'll, you know, help you pace in and, like we take off and he's not doing 340 pace. Um, and he's like, okay, we'll settle here. And then we just kept getting faster and faster and faster and passing the 330 pace group and the 320 pace group and the 315 pace group. It's like, all right, but it felt good. So yeah. And it was, it was another seven minute PR for me. So. Right. So you run CIM in 313.28 and a week later, See, this is where all of that running that you do in those crazy 100Ks comes in handy because a week later you run Dallas. Yeah. Now, before we talk about what time you ran in Dallas, okay, how, but like, what did that race look like for you? Dallas? Uh-huh. I actually stopped drinking that week. Um, <laughs> I was like, oh, we'll see what I can do. Cause the weather's going to be great. It's like, let's see if I can actually. I'm assuming like, you mean stop drinking alcohol, not water. Yes. No, <laughs> yeah. Stop drinking. I stopped drinking alcohol that week. I did all the, like, I didn't do all the things for CIM. CIM was just fun. Like we went okay. out to like, had way too much to drink. Um, you know, started out too slow because I didn't actually expect to be going fast. Like wasn't wearing the fancy shoes. Oh, okay. so Dallas was like, we're going to do all the things. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. So didn't drink alcohol, had to try to get having a good night's sleep, wore the fancy alpha flies, uh, you know, did all the things <laughs> and yeah, managed to pull out a, a faster marathon time than I've had. Like, I think it was a faster pace than my half marathon. <laughs> it was a 306.40. <laughs> did you run alone or did you run with somebody? I, I ran that one alone. Okay near a pace group pace group in sight or just doing your own thing completely Mm, kind of doing my own thing um 
there were a few people around me here and there that were kind of going the same pace, but we, there was no pace group in sight. I do remember around mile 20, 21, like there's a big hill to climb. You get to the top of the hill and you turn and at the top of the hill, like that hill took some effort. Like I had a, like an eight minute pace for that mile. Um, but there's this guy standing there and he's like, she's right around the corner. Go get her. And I'm like, what are you like? gonna give him a look like what and he's he's holding his hands up and he's got seven fingers up and I'm like what are you doing man I was like surely I'm not seventh female no way so I go on and I pass like a couple more chicks because now I'm like I'm counting because I'm like what if I am seventh female so <laughs> I pass a couple of chicks and I finish and then I look at my results later and I'm like I don't remember if I'm fourth or fifth but I'm like first in my age group in a marathon. I'm like, I don't even know what to like. I like this. Wait, did this you get prize money? Do they do prize money in Dallas? No, I got a, I got a little plaque because <laughs> I got first. I was, I think I was officially fourth or fifth female and oh, first, first age group. Yeah. <laughs> Holy crap. Well, congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> well, I mean, number one, congratulations on a 306 because holy shit. But placing in it, I mean, Placing in any race is awesome, but placing in a marathon to me is insane. I don't even know if that was still, that was me out there. Um, It totally was. I'm sure there is photographic evidence and I will find it. (laughs) Um, But the insanity continues because you mentioned a little while ago that you know, the pandemic is really what led you to chase FKTs. And you had two others that we didn't talk about. But seven to nine-ish days after Dallas, was it just the next weekend? It was the next weekend. Okay. The next weekend, you decided to do 133 miles in 30 hours. Yeah. And what is the name of that course? The abbreviation is NET. What does that stand for? That stands for Northeast Texas Trail. It's the longest trail in Texas. Um, it's a it's a rails to trails project. It's actually not entirely complete yet. Um, so okay. when I did it, there were a few sections where I had to pop out onto the road and run down the road. But um, yeah, so when the pandemic hit, you know, I wanted to do a hundred miler, so I kind of made my own and did Lone Star Hiking Trail. Um, that was my first Lone Star hiking trails just north of here. It's 96 miles. Um, so I, I did the 96 mile trail and then added four miles um, to make it a hundred um, and set the female record on that trail. Um, that was January of 21. And then I was like, kind of, you, you get on that website, fast known website and you start looking at other options. Like, well, what about this Northeast Texas trail? Like, can I do this too? <laughs> So obviously something of that big, 134 miles takes, and, and doing it on my own, not as a race, takes a little bit of logistical planning right. as well as, so put it on the calendar for December of this, this, you know, last month and, and, you know, I had a crew obviously to help me out and pace me through it and make sure I had plenty of water and food and everything. Um, it was a long weekend. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And that was like the one cold weekend of uh, <laughs> December. Perfect. Uh, a cold front blew in that night, and I was actually worried it was going to be starting in the rain. No, oh, no. Thankfully, I was not starting in the rain, but it was still like very like 
you know, thirties or forties, it was probably forties and windy. Okay. Well, I started out, God, out really well. Um, just ran, just kept running, you know, stop every five, 10 miles, refill water. I think I did the first 99 and a half miles in 18 hours. And, and then I started walking <laughs> it, and then I got really cold cause it, it was in the upper twenties. Oh no. And I got really tired. And I remember mile one Oh three, like we had to stop and like, I climbed into the, my husband's truck and like took a 21 minute nap. And then seven miles later, I took another nap. Um, those last 35 miles, yeah, 30, 34 miles took 12 hours. Okay. But well, I, I mean, whew, I'm, then, I know that this is a stupid answer or whatever, but like, I literally am tired thinking about listening to you talking about 133 miles in what was less than, I mean, it was, now I have your FKT pulled up one day, five hours and 57 minutes. Yeah. And so not only was it the fastest by a woman, but it was the fastest ever um, known time. And so the next woman had done it in one day, 22 hours and 51 minutes. The fastest ever man was six hours slower than you in one day, 11 hours and 10 minutes. (laughs) Yeah. The goal was to to beat his time. Um, (laughs) but I didn't think I'd beat it by so much. Um, I said, like I had this crew taking care of me out there. And so I had this plan together, like this spreadsheet, like estimated times that I'd be hitting these, these different spots along the trail. So to help them with timing and everything. And I, because I just kept running for so long, Uh I got four hours ahead of pace. Okay. (laughs) Or, ahead of the plan right like in a few hours and then just kind of stayed there so it, it was really nice though on Sunday to be finishing at noon and not four o'clock in the afternoon I oh for that. sure I bet well okay did you have to work on Monday um no I had, I had Monday off okay <laughs> just <Monday yeah>. off. <laughs> so that race or your I don't know if you call it a race, but so that experience was just before Christmas. So yeah. what did those weeks look like between that race and when you now again, just raced the Houston marathon? The first couple of weeks were really hard. Um, I usually recover pretty quick. Um, I'm pretty, I'm a pretty active recovery kind of person since we, since I leave city center every Monday, I'll usually get out there and at least walk it. Um, and usually I can manage to like kind of halfway jog even after like a hard effort. Um, uh-huh. I did the miles in 2020, 21. I was able to do that for this one. There was no, there was no running. I, there was no even like, I didn't even manage to walk the full loop. I had to like cut the loop short. It's like, and everything was just slower. And I remember later in the week I was feeling better. And I remember going out for, I think I went for a bike ride. And the next day, my body just crashed. Like, it was like I had a hangover. It was like I was sick. I had a headache. Like, I don't remember if I called in sick to work or not. 
I was like, okay, like, let's dial it back. So we dialed it back for like Christmas. And then I, like a few days later, I tried to do it again. Like I did a bike, like, I know that the second one was a bike ride. Uh-huh. My body crashed again. Oh, no. I was like, what is wrong? Like, I just, I was like, okay, let's, let's really rest here. Okay. So it's, it took a couple of weeks to get back to normal, just to recover from that 130 miler. So um, what were you thinking at this point that your goal was for Houston? Um, really no goal. Um, just go out and have fun and you know, like, you know what, I'm gonna, you know, kiss all the dogs and hug all the babies and you know. Did you do all those things? Because you ran it through oh. the <laughs> No, I didn't. I you know, the Friday before uh Chevron, I'm looking at I don't know, someone said something, someone posted something a friend did and I'm like oh there's an elite range for the woodlands what's what do I have to do what kind of time do I need to be an elite the woodlands and it was 305 so it's like oh well I wonder if I could do 305 at Chevron <laughs> this is two days before the race oh my god I mean sure so I didn't quite do that <laughs> oh but you ran a 310 ran a 310 and then a week later you ran 108k Oh yeah, this weekend I ran a 108k. Uh, it's called Running the Rose. Um, I really love the park. It's up in Tyler, Texas. Uh huh. Again, a familiar kind of home hometownish. Um, had 8,000 feet of climbing. It was it was a hard run and it was cold again, but I really enjoyed it. It was fun. <laughs> I hope so because I was basically on the couch still this weekend. I mean, I know I ran, I ran three miles on Sunday and I was so proud of myself and you ran 108 K. We're all different. We are. I mean, well, I don't know if I'll get there because I don't know that this distance is for me, but we'll figure it out. All right. We have been on for a long time. So we are going to slip into my fun questions and then I will let you go. Okay. So where is your favorite place to run in Houston? Terry Hershey Park. Oh, I like it out there. That's I haven't been out there in years. Hello. If you could run with anyone, living, dead, superhero, cartoon, whatever, who would it be and how far would you go? Uh, anyone that knows me is not going to be surprised by this answer. I would run with Courtney DeWalter. Oh. Um, they, an amazing, she's younger than me. She's an amazing uh, trail runner um, who lives in Leadville, Colorado. So I'm assuming um, some sort of ultra, but how far would you go? Probably just 50K. Okay. 50K is still fun. It's not like hard, horrible, but still a few hours to enjoy nature, you know, the outside. Good, good choice. What is your best, like thinking back to all of the running you've done since you started in 2013 and it doesn't have to be a race. What is your best running memory? Hmm. Probably not a road race. <laughs> <laughs> not even Boston. Not even uh, Boston's up there. I think I'm trying not to make it. It's yeah. It, so I did a. I love Colorado, and I love trails. Uh, we went in 2020. We were in Uray. Called, I love Uray. Silverton Durango area Uh this is the San Juan Mountains and I did a run kind of just did a solo afternoon run Um, went up a went up one of the mountains over there Twin Peaks I think 
I think that's my favorite run. Like, I don't know. It was just, it was hard. And I was by myself. And it, it was just, it was great. It was outside. I was outside. I was climbing a mountain. I was like, I saw an elk. Like, it was wow. just, I don't know. Some, I was really at peace on that run. And okay. it wasn't a race or anything, but I, I got to say that was my favorite so far. Nice. I like it. So also thinking about all of the running you've ever done, what is the craziest thing that's ever happened to you on a run? Uh, <laughs> there's been some things. <laughs> I've figured you've been out there a lot. Um, <laughs> all right. So, so I, I mentioned I was doing Lone Star hiking trail and not when I actually did the effort, but while I was training for it, I was going up there a lot and running sections of it. Uh-huh. And I, on one of those training days, I run through this little parking area, campground, and this, this little, this area is trashed. There's stuff everywhere. Um, and, you know, I'm feeling jazzy. So I'm, there's this, this big blanket or rug or something just wadded up in the middle. And like, I just, I just hurtle over it. Oh, no. Um, do my app you know I'm on the way out so I turn around come back and I come back to this opening again I'm like oh I didn't realize there was a dead coyote over there earlier and like it it clicks in my head and I look over at the dead blanket or the the blanket that I had jumped over and it was dead hog oh (laughs) I was so grossed out I was like oh no Uh -uh. (laughs) yummy that's a lot (laughs) Well, at least you didn't see whatever animal happened to kill those two things. No. Yeah. I don't know if maybe they were poisoned. Um, I heard a rumor that maybe they were poisoned, but I I don't know. They they were both dead and kind of, thankfully they weren't odiferous or anything like that. I think I would have noticed there were a lot of flies flying around. Right. Okay. Well, there's that. So (laughs) (laughs) jumped over a pig. (laughs) Great. (laughs) All right. Last question. Thinking back to, again, everything you've done, you know, you you started at 10Ks and now you run ultras, everything up to 133 mile events. Why do you keep going? Why do you run? I, gives me balance. I don't know, mental balance. Like, you probably get that answer a lot, but I just didn't, I enjoy running for the sake of running. It really does make me happy. Um, and I enjoy being outside. So I just keep, I can't get enough of it. (laughs) Also a good answer. Well, Regina, thank you so much for your time tonight. I really enjoyed hearing uh, all of your stories because you have a lot. (laughs) Thank you. I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed the talk. (laughs) As always, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at runners of Hugh. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or however your podcasts. And if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the show and leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time.